Hey guys, thank you so much for joining in on Men's Leadership Network. I am so glad to be here today and so thankful for this opportunity that I have to be with Shay Mooney. I can't believe it. Shay. Here we are, dude. I mean, it's awesome. How, are we? How you doing, man? You good? I'm doing great. After last night, it was awesome. I'm on cloud 11 right oh. now. I don't know what cloud 11 is, but it's up there. Well, we had a great time at Versus last night and man, you know, Tebow was awesome. Worship was awesome. And uh, man, just I hope you made it. I hope you were there. If you weren't there, uh, man, you missed it. But we'll have another verses in the future. But if you were there, I pray that God will just encourage you, strengthen you, and take what you learned last night and apply it. So, hey, Shay, tell me a little bit about yourself and just growing up and your family. Yeah, man. Well, I am uh, from small beginnings. I'm from Natural Dam, Arkansas. I know there's probably a lot of people out there from Natural Dam. There's 511 people in my town. Very, very small. I feel like when people say they're from a small town, it's like, yeah, there's only like 10,000 people there. I'm like, that's a metropolis. That's the biggest city I've ever heard of. And uh, so, no, I, you know, coming from a really small town, it was, uh, it was no zero stoplights, but five churches, you know, there was like, it was an amazing place to grow up. And, you know, at the time I feel like growing up there, you don't realize how amazing being in a, in the middle of nowhere is, you know, I I grew up on a farm and, uh, you know, our, all of my family kind of lived around us. Grandma and grandpa were up the street and my aunts and uncles, everybody lived within, you know, five minutes of us. And it was a very special place to grow up, but you don't realize that when you're growing up in it, you know, you're like, I got to get out of here, you know? And then you get out and you're like, I got to get back to natural am as paradise on earth, you know? And um, but grew up in a very musical family. Everybody kind of did something, uh, and we played music in the church. Is really where I got my start. And I was probably you know four years old when we started. Probably three years old. They had this thing called booster band, and all the kids at the front would would get up before Sunday school, and we'd all kind of do the you know Father Abraham and many sons, and you know <laughs> and had the motions. And we did all those songs, and uh, and just kind of started there. And I had I have two older sisters, Erica and Gabby, and they both mm-hmm. sang and. We kind of traveled around and, and sang in churches. It kind of just turned into that, and that was kind of my musical beginnings. You know, everybody in my family did something in music. My mom played piano and sang. My dad played bass and steel guitar, and it was just a very, uh, it was a fun, you know, thing for us as a family to be able to do and be able to kind of travel around and do that. And even my grandparents are in a gospel band, and we're friends with the Hemp Hills. If you've ever heard of the Hemp Hills, they did the, you know, the Gaither Homecomings and all that, and so that's kind of the world I grew up in, and and that's just kind of where I got my start, I guess, is singing in church. Wow. Yeah. So when did you become a Christ follower? Tell us about your faith journey then. You grew up in church. Yeah, you know, I grew up in it, uh, but it was about, I think I was nine years old when I truly, you know, committed my, my life to Christ and, and, and invited Jesus into my heart, and it was... You know, obviously growing up in a very, you know, I don't want to say religious because my, my parents were never very religious. You know, we, that was always a, a big thing. It was relationship over religion. And I just had an incredible uh, foundation, you know, with my family. And, and it was always, you know, very focused on a relationship with Christ rather than, you know, this is what you do to get into heaven. This is These are the steps, you know, it wasn't religious. And so I'm very thankful for that, you know, and how I grew up. And but that was, uh, I was nine years old. I think it was uh, one night after church, I came home and I was in front of our old fireplace of our old house. And I, it was just one of those moments of like, I want to, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. And it was just one of those things where, you know, I remember that for the rest of my life. You know, it's just kind of that moment for me. And, you know, I don't have a crazy story where I, I went off and, you know, I, it was never like this insane story of the prodigal son, I guess you would say, you know, from when I was, when I was little, I was a pretty fairly good kid. The uh, the prodigal son came later when I was about eighteen. <laughs> but I I think I you know I, I moved out of the house and and uh, I ended up signing uh, with an artist out of Atlanta, and so that was like the first time that I got 
you know, out of a small town and was, I actually moved to Pittsburgh before that to go to ministry school with my sister, which was a really amazing experience. And then after that, I, I kind of signed, uh, you know, my first record deal after that. And it just kind of started my road down there. And I guess I'd, I've been coming to Nashville since I was about eight years old. Mm. Uh, we would come here and record for fun, you know, with my sisters and it's, this has always been a second home for me. Mm. And so now it's, you know, having a family here, this is definitely home, yeah. but, uh, this is always a, a very, very special place in my heart for sure. Wow. Yeah. And now you're a dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my best, uh, that's the best part of my resume right there. Oh, being a father. Awesome. It is. So talk about the impact of your dad on your life. And then now being a dad, how have you seen that just translate uh, for you? It changed everything for me. Mm. You know, I feel like when you're growing up, you see things your parents do and you question the decisions they make and how hard they are on you and the things that they get you in trouble with. And you, <laughs> I think you see your parents as this kind of having all the answers, you know, or at least thinking they have all the answers. And really, now that you, you know, I become a, became a dad, it's like you realize that you don't really have any of the answers ever. <laughs> you know, you're just, you're relying on the things that you were taught. And, and that's, you know, sometimes that could happen in a bad way because we repeat those cycles, you know, that we learn from our parents. And I was very blessed to have, uh, you know, an amazing dad that was always there and very, very loving. And, uh, but he did, you know, he worked a ton, you know, and, and taught me the, the value of hard work. And that, I think that's the biggest thing that I probably learned from him was a, a, wor- a work ethic and kind of the value of, of, uh, of, your, of your life and how you have to work for things. You know, nothing's ever, you're not promised anything, you know, and you have to, have to make a way. And that's, I think when I, when I turned 18, I never asked my dad for any money or anything like that. Cause he taught me like, Hey, if you don't do this on your own, you know, you're not going to make it in the world. Cause it's a crazy place. You know, this is not, this is a land of opportunity. It's not of promise, you know? Mm. And so I always kind of, you know, took that. And obviously my faith, he, he lived out his faith. And that was the biggest thing for me is he taught me, you know, all these things about Jesus and about, you know, the things that we should do and how to be a man and how to treat people. But it was lived out in his life, you know, and I watched multiple times my dad. He was such a generous, I say he was, he's still around. He, he's, he's like, he's at home right now. Like, why are you talking about me? Like I'm already gone. But, uh, you know, he was, he's such a generous man and he lived that out in his life. And he, he continues to do that, which is a, I think for me as a dad, just, I can tell my son anything, but if I don't show him, then it's not going to carry any weight at all. You know, I feel like the, the words without action is just it kind of, fall short. Yeah. And, I, and I know that from my own life of, you know, watching my dad, him tell, you know, teaching me these things and then living them out in his own life. And I've kind of taken that with me, you know, throughout my life. And as I'm, you know, growing up, my, my little boys are five and two now, yeah. you know, so that's, you know, we're in the, we're in the thick of it, if you yeah. will, you know, <laughs> but it's, uh, but I know that there's things that I remember from when I was five that my dad taught me, you know, it's like, I, I know that Asher, my oldest, he's, he listens. And, it, you know, if I say one thing and I'm not doing that thing, I know that he is going to wow. catch on. So that was a very powerful thing to, to realize. But I think the biggest thing as you, you know, when you become a dad, you see, you look back and you see the things that your parents did and you're like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that I put, I can't believe I did that for one thing. That was very, you know, silly thing to do, but also just the, the mistakes and how, you know, he punished me. And it was never, now I know it was never out of just anger right. or, you know, him wanting to do that. It was him doing that out of, you know, necessity and having to do that, knowing that if there was no consequence that I would never learn from my actions. So that was a, you, you kind of get all the decisions that your parents make and it changes the relationship. You know, my dad and I now have a very amazing relationship. Not that we didn't then, but it's kind of, it's turned from, you know, just a father-son relationship uh, to a friendship, which is a, a really amazing, you know, transition. You know, we both 
now it's weird to say like we both have children, you know, and it's a, that's a different relationship that you have with someone when you are kind of going through the same things. And, and you know, that's my perspective of him has mm. kind of changed. Cause I get why he did a lot of the things he did. Mm. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget that how powerful that influence is of a dad, you know, yeah. and, and now that we're dads, you know, you're a dad, I'm a dad. <laughs> I mean, it's like, wow, you know, yeah. and, uh, and so we're making memories or leaving a legacy. And I love that you talked about discipline, because that's what we, we do have to do that sometimes. But you yeah. said your dad never disciplined out of anger. Yeah. And uh, that's our call. We never discipline out of anger, but always out of love. And now you have that kind of relationship with your dad. And, Absolutely. And, the relationship you hope to have with your sons one day, you know, too, Absolutely. You know? You know, and every day is like a, every day is always like a new thing, you know, yeah. and you're, you're learning. I'm always calling my dad of like, how did you deal with it when I definitely did this exact same thing? You yeah. Know? Yeah. But it's, he always, you know, I've been reading, uh, this book love does by Bob Goff. Yeah. And I was reading about, you know, really he also, there was another, uh, there was another book that I just read that I think I actually sent to you. Yeah. And I think it's called, you have what it takes, or I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's a pamphlet. And just essentially what it says is, you know, the, the father, even the, the daughters and the sons are looking to the father, uh, for that kind of confirmation to know, like, do I have what it takes? Mm. And dad, my dad always told me that from when I was, you know, two years old of yeah. like, you can do whatever you want. You have what it takes. You are loved. And that was the biggest message. Now that looking back, you know, reading that book kind of shed light on a lot of things of, of why I felt confident to do things. Yeah. And I know that that's probably the most important thing that my dad gave me is, is letting me know, like you can, you do have what it takes and you are loved and you're accepted and all these things. We just, I, I took with me throughout my life and was a more confident man, you know, mm. in, in every decision that I made, it was like, I, I can do this, you know, I do have what it takes. And that's, you know, that's a very powerful thing that my dad did that oh, I am yeah. very, very grateful for. Yeah. Wow. That's great, man. Your dad did a great job, you know? He did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as men, our words carry weight, Yeah. you know? And, and for your dad to instill that confidence in you, and now you're the dad, you know? And now yeah. you're instilling that confidence in your boys, or not confidence, right? But hopefully yeah. as men, we're, and, and in our marriages, right? I mean, how are we blessing our wives, you know, because our words carry weight. And, mm-hmm. and man, that's powerful. Hey, let's talk about verses because it's so awesome. <laughs> but, but talk about that. Uh, why did you want to be a part? Like what, 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 you know, kind of drove you to say, hey, this, let's go, let's do this. Oh my goodness. I mean, first of all, you know, Mike Fisher has become a, a great friend mm-hmm. of mine. And I think that, you know, before really in the last probably five years, I didn't really have a community of, of guys mm-hmm that was around me, which is such an important thing in your life. Obviously, community in general is just very important in your in your walk with Jesus and having people around you that, you know, even like friends that are, you know, going to church, if you have small groups, whatever it is, but I think it's very important for to have godly men around you yeah. that are supporting you because, like you said, your your words carry weight, and yeah. there, for whatever reason, there is that part of us that, that needs that camaraderie and needs that encouragement from another guy. Yeah who's kind of, you know, been through, you know, what we've been through or struggling with the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, whether it's talking about it or, you know, you're sharing, you know, experiences, you know, for us, I know that, you know, our, our Wednesday morning Bible study has been such a blessing to me, you know, just of being able to kind of, you know, talk about, just be, be with other men and yeah. be there and encourage each other, you know, iron sharpens iron. And I think it's just such a, it's an important thing. So being a part of this was just a, an amazing, you know, opportunity for me to just, you know, it was, it was awesome to be there to experience <laughs> probably for a lot of people for the first time, something like this, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but for me, I, I was just to be involved in that is just, it was a no brainer for me because that mm-hmm. has helped me so much, you know, having this community of guys and 
kind of learning what it means to to be a real man. And and when you watch guys like Mike Fisher and like you, you know, and they're living out their faith and they're they're doing it. You know, they're not just kind of speaking words. They're the weight is in your actions, and that just blows me away. Mm-hmm. And so watching that is like, all right, I want to I want to be this for somebody else, and I want to I want to you know have an action behind the words that I say. And I've just I've watched that you know lived out in your life mm-hmm. and in, in Mike's and so many of the guys that are in our Bible study. It's mm-hmm. not just a there's a certain I don't know what it is like you know as a, as a man like looking at at these other guys that are just living out their faith and they have kids. There's something so powerful about that. That's like I, you want that. Like mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a singer. I'm a, I'm a good at, at some things, you know. And I'm I'm in this world of professionalism, you know, and and that's amazing. But getting to watch you know a, a, a family and watch a, a guy carry his family and live out his faith is one of the most humbling things to ever watch in my opinion you know it's just a it it makes my my heart very happy and knowing that i can do that and i can do that because my dad did that Mm. and i watch guys like you do it and Mm. it's just a i think that everybody needs to experience that you know in their life and to realize that they're not alone Mm. and that's why you can't go alone you know and you gotta you gotta have that that group of men around you that's encouraging you and realizing you're not alone in this world we're all struggling with the same crap yeah. you know it, it, it's all it's very hard yeah. you know it's not easy to be you know to walk in humility and to to, to serve and to do all of these things that we're called to do yeah. but knowing that the result of that is what i see in your life mm. and what i see in mike's life it's it's clear that that is what, what other path could you possibly take yeah. you know because <laughs> the other the other road to that is you know i think a lot of us have seen what that leads to mm. and you don't want to go down that road yeah what do you think some of the, we talk about verses, what do you think some of the challenges are for men today? You know, what are we facing that we're in the spiritual battle? What do you? I mean, there's, there's so many things. I think, you know, comparison is, mm. a, is a huge one. I think that's something that's wow. like, it doesn't matter whether you're, a, whether you're a country singer or you work at a construction site, it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to look at somebody else and, you know, and you're going to say like, oh, well, I, I want that. Well, I'm not doing that. I don't have what he has. I don't look like that guy. I'm not as strong as that guy. And you see, especially with social media, you know, I know that women struggle with this a lot, you know, comparison, and there's all kinds of struggles that they have with social media, but men have that same struggle too. Mm. You know, they look at it, don't, no matter what it is, whether it's a job or a car or whatever it is, they want that. And that's a human emotion, you know, to feel that way. But it's, uh, comparison's something that I've dealt with, you know, in the past, or even, whether it's comparison or whether it's, uh, you know, criticism from your job or whatever. And it goes back to social media for me. I mean, there's guys, you know, people who get on there and, you know, they hate your music for whatever reason. And it doesn't, you know, you have to learn to, you know, kind of brush that to the side and realize, like, that doesn't, that doesn't matter. Why am I serving the people that aren't, you know, there for me? Yeah. And it's really in that context, you take it into a normal everyday thing. You know, the people who are against you, like, that's not, rather than being angry and, and kind of turn that hate, you just got to be like, you know, it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Right. You know, you got to focus on the people who love you. And that's why it's, it's a lot better when you have guys around you and, and great friends around you, especially men that are encouraging you. Cause it's a lot easier to not see the outside bullcrap, you know, yeah. that's like, that's kind of everywhere. Yeah. You know, when you, when you kind of have that, that shield, you know, of, mm. of godly men. Uh, but there, there's so many struggles, man. I think, you know, anywhere from sexual immorality to, mm. you know, all the pornography, all the struggles that guys have, especially for, you know, people, you know, working on the road or whatever it is that like yeah. that loneliness, you know, that you can feel, you know, there's just so many struggles. And when you feel like you're struggling on your own, it's pretty easy to give in to those temptations or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. And I think it's, uh, it, you know, it all goes back to, you know, when you're battling something on your own, it's, it's pretty hard to win, yeah. especially when you feel 
like you're alone. Yeah. And so that's uh, just so many struggles I feel like that we have as men can really be handled so much, so easily, really, yeah. when you have a great group of community. And not to say that you won't struggle or fail, right. but you have a fail safe in place that like, you know what, hey, I messed up. And there's somebody there to be like, hey, that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm here to help you, you know, get over that next time or whatever it is. There's so many struggles that we mm-hmm. deal with, but those are just a couple that, you know, I feel like all guys, you know, are struggling with. And yeah, uh, yeah it's tough out there as a guy. Not that it isn't for everybody in the world, but I feel like, you know, men... They don't take a, you know, they don't take the time to think about, you know, your mental health or mm. what you're going through and struggles because you're you're made to think like oh, I'm a man, yeah. you know, and you think that <laughs> being a man looks like not ever struggling, right? Which is the exact opposite of w- what we know happens. You know, yeah. when a guy struggles, he just kind of puts it to the side. You know, I've done that, and I, I cope in so many different ways. Where I, and like you, we were talking about earlier, like this this also runs into your marriage, it runs into everything in your life, the way you treat your kids. Yeah, you know, when you feel like you're you're struggling and you're battling on your own, your basic instinct as a guy is to be like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. And you push it all to the side until yeah. it comes up into yelling at your kid, you know, in mm-hmm. anger or, or yelling at your wife, whatever it is, like getting mad, bringing it out in some sort of, you know, unhealthy fashion. So I think it's just so important. Talking can really dig up a lot of those roots uh, and not let them grow and kind of show their, you know, nasty head in, in, uh, in your life. Man, that's powerful, you yeah. know, and, and I think you're exactly right. I mean, when the man's healthy, then that impacts your marriage, impacts your kids, yeah. you know, impacts your workplace. I mean, it, it really impacts generations. It and, does. And so the call is for us to be healthy. And then, like you said, so many times people will go, well, how are you doing? And you're like, I'm fine. You know, yeah. Because you're, <laughs> yeah. you're a man, right? Yeah. You're not going to talk about it. When a guy it. says like, oh, I'm fine, he's probably yeah. not doing very fine at all. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You know? exactly. That's, that's the case most times. You yeah. Know, when I, and you ask someone, you know, how you doing, man? If they're like, wow, man, you know, things are really good, and they're talking, like, but when a guy says, like, oh, I'm, I'm doing fine, yeah, they're probably not fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, that's a basic indicator, you know. Yeah. I see that so many times, friends of mine, you know, checking in on them and stuff. But and we all go through those times. Yeah, you know, there's all these seasons in our life. You know, I mean, you got young kids, and, and sometimes it's just tough. It's you tough. Know? And and uh, but to be honest and to be real, yeah, and uh, and to say to some other guys, dude, you know pray for me or man, here's what I'm struggling with. Or, you know, I mean, that makes so much of a difference. And I think that guys too, and I've dealt with this in the past of like, I think when you're kind of on this journey and you, you know, you're really pursuing Jesus and you're doing so good. And then you have one little slip up. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you don't have a community of guys like that around you to help you pick up that, you know, that they're also struggling too, that would always to me turn into this just slippery slope of like, I messed up once and then before I know it, I'm just way back down at the bottom where I'm like, it's just like, you know, I, there was no grace for myself there of like, I messed up and now I need to start over. And there's a reason that Paul says, you know, we have to die daily. Yeah. It's not you die once and then, and then hope, you know, that that gets you through the rest of your life. You know, it's a daily struggle. And I think yeah. people have to know that yeah. you make one, you know, good decision, you know, and that's fantastic. And that, that can lead to something very amazing. If you make one bad decision, you know, we, it, all it really takes is just to, we have to get that back on the, on the, on track and to, you know, be held accountable for that. Yeah. Cause if it doesn't, it just, it goes down this, this, you know, other path that you mm-hmm. don't want to go down. And I feel like that happens a lot with guys. Cause they, they say, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Until they're so far down, you know, rock bottom that they're just, they're an absolute mess where they yeah. can't really hide it anymore. And so I feel like those wounds can be so treated so easily with something like this, where you have a great community of guys around you that are helping you and picking you up. And like I said, knowing that someone else is struggling with the same thing that you are, it's amazing what that does 
to your heart. Yeah. And hearing the stories. I mean, just talking about it. And I, I think another thing, I didn't mention this, but I think another thing that guys deal with a lot is anxiety. Mm. I've, I've dealt with like panic attacks and stuff in the, in my, in the past. And uh, stress. I mean, it's all brought on by stress. Of, of We take on the weight of the world as wow. men. You know, we feel like, you know, with our family, we feel like it all falls on us. And so that that happens a lot with like anxiety. And that can just be a, a horrible road to go down, oh, you know, yeah. and it's it's very, very dark. And guys don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. They don't want to say like, hey, man, you know, they want to say like, yeah, I cut my arm off this week. You know, <laughs> like that's a manly thing. They'd talk about that. But if you like you got your feelings hurt or like you were stressed out and you had a panic attack, no one wants to say that. They don't want to go down that road because they think it makes them feel, you know, inadequate as a man. Wow. And they feel embarrassed. And yeah. I think that, that happens a lot. And I know that I've felt like that in the past of like, it's the, yeah, I'm doing fine, you know, answer. And they're not fine. You know, they, mm-hmm. they want to talk about these things and you need to. And so I think that's just such an important thing. I have so many guys now around me that like, I can tell them anything of like, yeah. hey, I'm really struggling with this this week. And it does, it's never going to sound too wussy, I guess, as a lot of guys <laughs> would say, you know, like, you know, like, oh, this, you sound like my wife, you know, <laughs> like no one's going to you know tell me that, you know, yeah. and it's, that's such a, a huge thing in my life of just knowing that no matter what it is, I can openly say that to somebody and get it out in the open, no matter how bad I think it is mm. or how embarrassed I think that I, I might be or they might be of me. That's just never going to be the case when you have, you know, a great group of guys around you. Yeah. Well, I love that. And that's the whole theme of verses, right? Yeah. Don't go alone. Yeah. You know, don't, don't be trying to fight this battle by yourself. And because then you go down that spiral of, and you're just, man, out of control. And then you, you're unhealthy and it impacts yeah. everybody. So, yeah, I mean, wherever you are. And I love it. You know, Shay, we, we got the opportunity to shoot the curriculum. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, which is exciting. And so, guys, we want to just encourage you. We've got uh, five weeks and jump into a group. Uh, how would you encourage guys to, like, get a group? I mean, what, what, what would that look like? I think it's really easy. I, okay. I feel like I say it's, you know, I say it's easy. It's easier than you think. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people are sitting there listening being like, ah, that sounds like the hardest thing that I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> of like I'm going to invite another guy to like come to this group. And it really is easy. I mean, you just, you ask like, Hey man, I want to, I want to put together a group of guys. And I feel like more often than not, you know, whether it's your church or, yeah. you know, some guys that wherever it is, it doesn't matter. I mean, really just opening that conversation. It doesn't have to be like, you know, something people hype themselves up for things like this but just have a conversation you know put it together more people will be interested in it than i think that we all think you know when someone invited me when you guys invited me (laughs) to be a part of you know the bible study i was like i was honored to be asked like oh this is awesome you know and no matter what that is i think people want to be included in Mm -hmm. things and so when you give them that opportunity that's all we're asked to do you can't make someone be in a group with you but you can open that opportunity and i think you just let god do the rest you know yeah I, I love that because uh, take initiative, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but as guys, we'll invite a guy to go to a concert. We'll invite yeah. a guy to go to yeah. Fred's game, you yeah. know, or Titans game. And we don't think anything of it. But man, I mean, if you were to say to a guy, hey, let's meet for breakfast, you know, once a week. Yeah. And uh, there's this five-week study and there's like this 10-minute video we can watch. And dudes will do it. I oh, yeah. mean, they, they would love that, you know, or hey, at work, you know, hey, let's get there, you know, 30 minutes before, or, yep. you know, and and, and I, I just think take the initiative. As a guy, take the initiative. Yeah, use work. McDonald's. Yeah, you say, look, dude, I'll bring McDonald's sandwiches. Yeah. You know, that'll get them there. It'll, it'll work, work every time. Yeah. Some some chicken biscuits from the gas station. That that got me there. Michael's like, well, we'll have chicken biscuits. I said, well, I'll be there. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. Absolutely. It works. it works. Hey, whatever it takes. Yeah, you know? guys and food. So, hey, give me two takeaways for, for men today. You know, as you want to be a, a, a spiritual leader, as you want to grow in your faith, as you want to be a godly man. Yeah. 
And, and you know, there's pressure of the world, but, but what are two takeaways? What encouragement would you give guys? Oh man, I would say, you know, one of the biggest things for, for us as men, I think you got to be open. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. Mm. And I, that's a scary thing for guys. Uh, you know, even whether it's asking someone to be a part of your versus group or, yeah. you know, to be in a small group, whatever it is, I think, you know, you have to be willing to go there, willing to be vulnerable. And that's with your wife. That's with God. Be willing to be open, you know, to whatever that is of like, you know what, God, just use me in whatever way that you have, yeah. which is a very hard thing to do sometimes. I feel like, you know, you think back, how did, how did Jesus die on the cross? How, cross, how did he, he save us? You know, he, yeah. he essentially... He gave up his life. He get, you know, he didn't. He gave up. He 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 died. He surrendered. Yeah. I guess is the word I'm looking for. You know, and surrender is one of the hardest things to do as a guy because yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. giving up power. And that's really one thing that God is asking us to do is to, you know, what give up. You know, you got to die to yourself. Give it all to me. Just surrender. And I think that whether it's you know doing something a little out of your your comfort zone, you got to just let go and give it to God, mm-hmm. and just surrender. Mm-hmm. Surrender was a word I was looking for the whole time, but I'm not good with words. <laughs> And so surrender would be would be one, and I'd also say just uh, man, be uh, slow slow to anger. I think love better. Ooh. You know, I think for me, I, I get mad at so many random things yeah. that are just so silly. You know, you go in there, someone cuts me off in traffic, yeah. and I just uh, that's one thing that I'm working on personally is to be slow to anger, to love better. You know, and I think that that is those go kind of hand in hand. I feel like if you can take a breath and and realize like okay, this is not as bad as I think it is, yeah. you know, and I, I let things get to me so easily, which is something that I, I struggle with, you know, one thing happens and it's like the end of the world. <laughs> and in reality, it's, it's so like meaningless yeah. in the grand scheme of things. And I feel like, you know, being slow to anger and just, I guess, making decisions a little bit slower, you yeah. know, I'm going to, I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose to love. I'm going to choose to be happy. And instead of, you know, waiting until I feel those things, um, that's been a huge thing in my life is just if you choose to be happy you choose to you choose to love and mm-hmm. you choose to do these things you're not going to feel most of the time you're not going to feel like loving you're not going to feel like doing this or feeling this way but you have to choose those things and then let god do the rest because if you choose to be happy on whatever circumstance it is the god will do the rest mm-hmm. you know you're not going to feel like forgiving that person who almost hit you on the interstate, you know, you're not going to, to feel like, you know, forgiving somebody or, or being nice to someone who did you a lot of wrong and that you feel like really wronged you. But if you choose those things, you choose forgiveness and, and you t- choose the things that, that God calls us to do when we don't feel like it, I feel like that is a, a game changer. And it, it has been for me, you yeah. know, you can't just do it when you feel like it. So if you don't feel like going to uh, waking up at, at six 30 and going to a men's group, just do it anyway. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just, do <laughs> just, do, just do it and eat that chicken biscuit and it'll be all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do love that because it, it, you know, when you make that decision, right, then all of a sudden it lowers that stress and it lowers, you know, that those anxiety and panic attacks. Cause yeah. we do, we just get so uptight about even things that are little and we bring that into our marriage and we bring that into our kids. Yeah. And when we choose to focus on Christ and we choose to do the right things and getting around godly men, you know, and yeah. reading God's word and being at church, I mean, that just changes how you live. Yeah, and I think being being purposeful, I yeah. didn't mean to cut you off, but that, that was, I guess, to wrap up that second point is being purposeful with whatever you do. I think that is very, very important. I've, I've been on this whole, you know, journey kind of doing that yeah, of yeah. 
meaningful, purposeful time, you know, with my wife, just setting aside time for things. Mm-hmm. Cause so many things, there's always going to be something, which mm-hmm. is something that my wife said to me at one time. <laughs> Cause I was like, well, babe, I got this this week. And she's like, it's always going to be something. Mm. And I like, it kind of took me back a little bit and I was like, she's right. She's yeah. 100% right. I'm a touring artist. Like it's always going to be, there's always going to be an award show. There's always going to be <laughs> an interview. There's always going to be something pop up. And so what am I doing on purpose mm. that puts my family first, that puts my kids first and puts God first. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so important because if I'm not purposeful about it, I'm never going to have to try to do the things that I, I'm not going to have to be purposeful about going to play golf. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to have to be purposeful about, you know, playing, doing anything that I like, video games, whatever it is, you know, things that we like to do, you don't have to try to do them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes with our families, if you're not purposeful, before you know it, you've really not spent any time with your kids, not spent any time with your wife. If you don't do that on purpose, it's, you know, the enemy can very easily slip in there with, you know, it's not necessarily that you're doing something bad. It's that you're not doing something that is meaningful and purposeful for your family on purpose. Yeah. You know, and that is just, it's such an important part of marriage is doing loving on purpose. Mm. And I just, I think that that's something that all of us as men can do because we're not good at conversations. We're not good at communicating at all. You know, something's going wrong. We're not going to tell our wives, which is another reason to go and and to get a group of guys that you can talk through these things because Mm those things can be communicated and you realize, okay, I can communicate this to my wife. This is how Mike did it. <laughs> you know, yeah. or this is, you know, <laughs> I think that it's uh loving on purpose is uh is a very important thing. So that's probably the, the second point that I have. I had about 12 points there, but <laughs> they're all go back to those two points that I originally said, but that's all I have. <laughs> wow. Well, it's good. And that, that's what we're talking about, right? I mean, yeah. being on purpose with your faith, being on purpose as they're as a husband, as a father, you know, and really making the most of your life and just yeah. not missing it, you know? And, and uh, man, that, that is so powerful. That's so good. And, and Shay, I'll just, I got one last question for you, but before I do, I just want to compliment you. you you're doing that so well. And, oh, and I know, you. man, I mean, the pressures you have to be under of traveling and touring and all the things that you have on the platform God's given you, but at the same time, you love your wife, you love your kids, um, you love your parents, you know, and uh, I mean, you come to church, you're faithful to the Lord, you're in Bible study, and you're a man after God's heart, and uh, I just want to say well done, you know? Thank you, man. You're living it out, and... You didn't tell me that you are going to make me cry on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big deal. Well, I am proud no, of you. Thank you, you man. You I appreciate that. that. So, hey, one last question. What do you want your legacy to be? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's good. Well, I didn't realize you are going to drop that bomb on me, Pastor Jeff. <laughs> Man, I, I think that it kind of goes goes back to, I mean, there's so many things that I could say that I, I want, you know, my life to be, and none of them, you know, are about music, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I think that's great, you know, if people remember me as a, as a good singer, that's cool, you know, but I, I want my kids to know that I loved well, mm. and my wife to know that I loved well, you know, and that's, uh, that's something easier said than done. Music has been a huge part of my life, obviously. And that's an incredible, you know, thing that God has given me. I know to a gift that He's given me to to do that for the, for Him. But it's uh, when I'm gone, I want my kids to to know that I, you know, spent the time and put in the work and love people well and love them well. And I think that's, you know, loving well is kind of the greatest legacy you could ever have. You know, because that that's I think God says, you know, above all else, yeah. love. You know, yeah. And that's we have to do that. And that that's there's so many ways that you love. But I think, you know, loving well, you know, in your in your marriage, but also just people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and having other guys and, and not doing something, you know, for someone else to get something back or to, 
you know, because you think it's going to help you in your life. You got to do it because an unconditional love that Jesus shows us. Mm-hmm. Just love well, yeah. you know, not because you're going to get something, but because he loved us first, mm. you know, and just taking that and, and knowing that my kids will bring that. That's all I want them to do. Yeah. I want them to put others before themselves. And I want to do that in my own life and, and to be able to, obviously you want to take care of your family, but if, if I leave my family broke and they love Jesus, that's okay. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know, I'm sure they won't be stoked about it, but I'm, I, I plan on putting the tools in place to help them, you know, make their own way in life. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, I just, I want my kids to, to love Jesus. You know, I, I want that I to be that. my, my legacy is to, to leave them knowing that I have fully equipped them with all the information that they need mm-hmm. to love people well and to, to live a life that is a mirror. You know, not that that looks to some, you know, fake famous, you know, mm-hmm. entity, but that, that looks back to God, you know, and, and cause that's the only thing that you can truly do for somebody. You can, you can help somebody, you can give a homeless person, you know, money on the street and that's incredible. And we should do all those things, but, you know, giving someone the truth and giving them, you know, a way to <laughs> live their lives and to give them Jesus is so yes. much more than than anything you could ever, any material thing you could ever give anybody. And I want my kids to know that. And I want them to know that and, and see that I did that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them, I want the words that I say, all the the encouragement that I give them and, and the advice, I want them to have been able to already have seen that in my life yeah. and be like, well, dad did that and it worked. Mm. So there's a lot that. of, there's a lot of things that I, that I want them, you know, my legacy, but it, it all has to do with, with my family and my yeah. kids. It's all that really matters in the end. Cause mm you can have a billion dollars and you see all these people who have more money than they know what to do with. And it just, it doesn't matter how much money you get. Mm -hmm. If, you know, if you don't have peace, if you don't have, you know, all of these things that I get from my faith, you just don't, you don't have happiness. Mm -hmm. You can't have it. You can fake it for a while, but you know, there's a lot of cool things you can do with money and you can have a real good time for a little while, you know, (laughs) but that's going to end because it's, it's unsustainable. The only thing that, that sustains is, the living water that Jesus gives, you know, he's, it's, uh, it's the only thing that's ever lasted in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as many times as I've, I've failed and, and struggle with things, it's the only thing that ever sustains happiness mm-hmm. and tr- a true joy, not just feeling happy, but joy mm-hmm. and a peace that only comes from, from God. And that's, I mean, that was the only thing that ever took away panic attacks, you know, it was a true peace that, it, you know, the world's not going to do it. And, you know, alcohol, drugs, none of that stuff can truly satisfy. It will for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, things can, you can numb the pain for a while, but those wounds are always going to open back up. The only thing that can ever fill it is Jesus. Amen. And I've, I've found that in my life. So Love yeah. it. I forgot what the question was already, but, uh, I think I just kept talking. <laughs> well, I just like, I like, you're a good, you're an easy person to talk to. I'm just out here just sharing everything. But, uh, <laughs> well, Shay, thanks so much, man. And, uh, you know, you're, you're living it out and, and that is your legacy, you know, it's a yeah. legacy of love and what you're doing for your family, what you're doing for the kingdom. And uh, I'm just so thankful to be able to serve God with you and so thankful for verses and all the things that are happening. And I pray that every guy uh, would be a man after God's heart. So, oh, Likewise. I want to thank you. You've oh. been such an encouragement to me. I mean, you know, we've gotten to be close over the last yeah. last little bit, and I just I appreciate your heart. I love, you know, when you when you talk about something that is, that is passionate, I love just watching your face because you, you're like me. I, I cry at everything, and I love seeing the passion, you know, that, that God's put in your heart. And I just, I love, I love being able to serve with you as well. And thank you for living out your faith. You know, you don't just, 
you're not also you're, you're an amazing pastor and you, you you your sermons are incredible all that but the most impressed that i am is how you live your life and and i get to watch that and you live it out so thank you for that because i've seen that go the other way you know and there's a, there's a lot of, of good preachers out there but you're truly a, a pastor and, and your heart is just incredible so thank you for leading well thank you brother man hey let me pray for us as we close our time god thank you for today thanks for shay thank you god that um, you are alive in his heart and his life and that you're using him for, for your glory, God. And I just pray a blessing over him and over his family. Thank you for verses, God. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thanks for speaking through Tim last night, God. Thank you, Father, for the impact on so many men. And, and God, I pray for every man who's listening right now and that, God, you would use us to be men after your heart, that we'd be godly husbands and fathers and that we would seek you all the days of our lives and we would leave a legacy of love and that we would pass that on, God. We would live our life on purpose as we've been challenged and we talked about today. So God, thank you for this time and thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. 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 Jay, thanks for joining us today. And guys, thanks so much for listening in and be watching every Friday. We've got the Man Minute that comes out and then be watching next month as we drop a new podcast. But so thankful to be on this journey with you all and blessings on you today.